It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast We're back Month three, Black History Year We in the building, you know Still celebrating <laughs> Oh man, shout out to the women Black Women's and Women's History Month as well, so you know. But uh, yes. we still out here. Yes, yes. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Shit. Uh, yeah. Just wrapped the season, so, you know, clearing up a little bit, focusing on some new shit, trying to move uh, on to the future for, you know, the hiatus. Get right, shit done. Right. <laughs> I hear that. You sad? Am I sad? No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, um, I'm happy. I'm shit. I'm optimistic. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's a lot of new shit that's that's revealing itself. Um, you know, uh, things are opening up. You know, tables. I'm getting seats at tables that you know I never had at, had to see that. You know what I mean? So shit. I'm not sad at all. I'm just trying to make shit crack. That's what's up. Now I didn't mean sad based on your opportunities, but I meant you know you were just. No, I know, I know what you meant. Like, yeah, yeah. show over with. Am I sad? Nah, it's you know it's a, it's a hiatus, so you know what I'm saying it's not nothing to be sad. I was like going on vacation. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. That's what's up. That's cool, cool, cool. That's what it is. So you sitting at new tables, huh? Yeah, man. New tables, new opportunities. You know. Uh, I think it, it, it might have been my, my suit picture. I mean, I posted my picture of my suit. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversation started changing. <laughs> oh, car and driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh-huh. what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> the Benz and the Blicky. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. So yeah, so yeah. what was the what was the response in the world? How do, how I mean, people, you know what I'm saying? It's very it's very subtle. Like, you know, like as far as like when you do business out here on your own and shit, and and I know you know, it's but it's like, you know, nobody gives you feedback per se. If you're doing well, if you're doing not. Well, your only feedback is if your phone is ringing. With opportunities, mm. you know what I'm saying. That's mm. the only feedback to let you know that you're doing good out here. There's no no cheerleaders, no you know what I'm saying, no fan squads or no shit like that. So, only reason you know that you're making the right moves is that your business is moving in the right direction, right? So, <clears throat> nah, it wasn't like nobody called and say, "Yeah, I saw this, so this." It's not like that. But ever since you know you put that out there. You know what I mean? It's just like a different energy coming to you. You know what I'm saying? People approaching you in a different manner. Um, They're talking to you about different things. And also, you know what I'm saying? It also has to do with, you know, maybe I'm changing as well. So maybe I'm putting the energy out that I want to bring back to myself. And and so it's like that. So, you know, like in the video business, when I first started, you know, it was, it was no template. And I was just out there, you know what I mean? And then I could only try experiments well let me see if i put this out there let me see what comes back and you know your work slow up you you create something of your own and be like all right let me just make some shit just to keep my shit cracking 
And then mm-hmm. you might make some shit that, that resonate. And then your phone start ringing for shit like that, you know. So it's, it's an experiment in doing things and, and putting things out there to see what comes back, like you're fishing. So that particular thing, I didn't really do it for that reason. But ever since I did, and I'm not even sure why that it's the reason why some of this stuff is cracking. But ever since I did, shit's been different. That's all. That's what's up. That's what it is. That sounds good. <laughs> sounds good to hear, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, <laughs> That's what's up man. That's, I'm glad to hear that shit. That was uh, that was a dope shoot. That was a dope shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely hit you on the horn. I right, said, "Oh right, right. shit, this thing got, not, <laughs> got the now your friends will give you feedback. Your friends will call yeah. you. You're like, hey, nigga, what's going on? What, what you well, doing out there? <laughs> I said, "Oh shit, this nigga here look like a a, a motherfucking secret agent in this bitch." <laughs> uh, that's what's up. Has there been any um uh? Any more activity with the uh, that car club situation, or they haven't really? They haven't had a new event. I think they're supposed to have an event this month, March. Okay. Shout out okay. Uptown Car Club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, they, you know, they've been campaigning and, um, yeah. you know, getting a registration drive going and all that type of shit. Um, I think they got like a little small, like not their own meetup, but like they're gonna be out at at, at uh, I think they do this car thing every weekend. And different car right. clubs or put their tent up and shit like that. So I think they might be doing something like that this weekend. Okay. All right. That's what's up. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. What's good yeah, with man. you? I ain't really, uh, what's good with me, man? Not a whole lot. Just chilling. You know, still out here social distancing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, uh, not a whole lot. Doing a lot of, doing some writing, <coughs> doing some work. Um... Trying to think what I've been doing. I've been, you know, just working on shit. Just still working mm-hmm. on shit. I haven't really delivered nothing in a minute outside of uh I put a clip up about a week or two ago. That was something just that I had been uh wanted to just throw some shit out. But I'm trying mm-hmm. to uh I'm jump back on to like I said at the top of this thing, I've been trying to uh figure out, you know, how to how to make beats and how to edit video. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I kind of fell back a while on it, and I, I kind of jumped back into it. You know, I've been watching, you know, I've been watching a lot of film, just trying to get get inspired. You know, mm-hmm. and I've been saying that for a while, but um, I've been locking back in with just the uh, with the programs. You know what I mean? Like on mm-hmm. the. Uh, on the audio tip, I'm not really, I'm just using GarageBand at this point just to kind of, just to kind of learn some of the fundamentals. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I've said this before, making beats is not what I thought it was. It's a lot more <laughs> technical. Mm-hmm. You know, not, I mean, and not even in a way where I knew, I knew there was going to be a learning curve, but what I mean mm-hmm. is like, I thought it was going to be a lot more like, you know, hitting the pads and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, really beating it out kind of lunchroom table at least with your percussion but it's a lot of clicking and dragging and you programming know programming and <laughs> yeah it's a lot of that and splicing here and you know so that that's that's a there's a a hell of a learning curve you know right, and right, then right. uh so as th- what i've been doing one of the things i've been doing as of late i got this from seinfeld 
you know, um, you know, like when you working on anything, whether you writing or you doing anything, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, sometimes people are like, yeah, I got to work on some shit. And then, you know, you throw yourself into it or whatever, but there's not really a point to what you do. Like he was like, you know, it should be something finite to what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like there should be an end point to what you're doing. So like he said, if I'm writing jokes, you know, I'll just put the, the timer on for like an hour and I'll just go in for a full hour. I won't do anything else but write jokes. And even if I'm not writing jokes, even if I, I'm not writing jokes for that full hour, I'm not doing anything else. I'm dedicated to that shit. But once mm-hmm. that alarm goes off, I'm back out into the world. You know what I mean? Back into doing whatever. So it kind of right. makes that that shit way more targeted, way more focused. It's almost like going back to school for a minute. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, okay, I know I got an 8 o'clock class, but I know I'll be out of that shit by 8.45 or I'll be out of it by 9. But while I'm here, let me dedicate all my focus to this. Because right. I'm the king of, you know, let's do this, but then rabbit hole here, click this tab, open over here, and then next thing you know, you feel like you haven't really accomplished much. Mm-hmm. So... As of late, you know, like I said, I've been jumping into some of these editing things and uh, I've been trying to chop this one record, um, Going Up Yonder. I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard this shit. It's an old, I don't, I don't want to call it shit, it's a gospel record, but it's hard. Like, it's a tough record. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a little spot to chop it up and try to find a little loop or whatever. And, and looping is a lot tougher than I thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without it sounding like it's a loop, without it sounding like it's a, you know, you didn't, oh, I could I could see where you take that together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been spending a lot of time on that. Uh, so that was what I was doing project-wise recently, or one of the more recent projects. What else, man? I'm trying to think what other stuff I've been doing. It's funny, man. I, you know, I just be trying to program the day. And then when it comes time to talk about it, I'll be forgetting what I did. And I get off the mic, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess I did that, too. I should have, you know, blase skip. But um, just off the first recollection, I definitely saw that. Uh, What else? I mean, that's really it. That's pretty much my probably like one of the more interesting things that I've been doing. Oh, but I wanted to say I was reading this book, though. That kind of reading this book recently, too, called The Practice. By mm-hmm. Seth Godin, and it's about shipping creative work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just more shit about the process or whatever. But one of the things he was like, he was just like, um, if you're a creator, you're a leader. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's your responsibility to create. It's not even just uh, a luxury or a practice, but if you're going to be in it, you're going to be in it because not only are you creating shit, you're creating things to inspire other people. You know, and he mm-hmm. used this uh, he used this analogy about I guess in Turkey, they got what they call um, put something on the hook, mm-hmm. right? So basically, when you go out in Turkey back in the days, you go to Turkey, you go buy a loaf of bread. Uh, if you, I guess you had the means, you would buy two loaves of bread, and then mm-hmm. you tell them to put one on the hook. So right. like when you leave, if somebody came through that was in need, they's like, "Yo, you got anything on the hook?" They could, you know, take the bread that was provided for. So it's basically just the the spirit of paying it forward. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you know, because we all got people that we we look to for any type of inspiration. 
You know what I'm saying? Whether it's editing inspiration. I tell you this, like as far as editing, there's like, you know, there's a lot of shit that I look at, right? And one of the things that I like a lot, and I don't watch a lot of them, but um, I like um skateboard videos. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I just like the camera work, and um, uh, and I I don't want to say all across the board I like it, but there's this cat William Strobeck. Mm-hmm. Right, he does a bunch of like skateboard videos, like Supreme shit, and does other stuff like that. And I always was like, "Yo, how do they get these shots?" You know what I mean? Because I guess you know I had to figure it out to kind of you know pay attention to it. But I guess a lot of it is like they skating behind. I had to see it, like they skating behind the skater. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because sometimes you see, you catch the motion, and the shot is in motion too. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yo, that's kind of fire. And just some of the, the, you know, like the music that they use to accompany it, to set the tone and the, how they cut certain shit up and what they show lifestyle-wise and then how quick it is. It's very collage, you know, oriented. And uh, I was watching some of his shit. And, you know, just, you know, again, man, I'm still out here just collecting a bunch of um, inspiration. I also... Now I'm rambling, but now I'm not. But also, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't really got too much to talk about. But I also, I bet to talk about this last week. I've been watching a bunch of different films and shit, and I was, I was watching, I'm trying to, you know, sometimes I would focus on like a director. So I was watching like, been watching some Sidney Lumet um, films. And I rewatched Dog Day Afternoon with um, Al Pacino. And I hadn't seen that since probably as I was a kid. So... Probably, I mean, maybe not since I was a kid, but years, at least 15 years ago. And I rewatched it, and I didn't realize, and it's not intentionally funny, but it is funny as hell. Just the way that the story is told, like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a funny-ass movie. Not, you know, like, it's funny in the way that the Sopranos are funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't always mean to be funny, but just in the midst of the drama, they pulled certain things, or just in the, like, just regular human behavior will manifest itself in a way that's like, oh, he's doing that because yeah, that's that's thirsty or he's greedy or he's he's his ego is inflamed. So that's how that manifested. And it's just like it's familiar. That's what makes it so funny. It's like, oh, I could see, you know, yeah, that would happen. Sometimes like you watch movies, movies are so set up in like a movie universe that it's so far removed from like real life. You know what I mean? So like Mm -hmm. everything is very scripted. It's kind of like when you were saying like with the Malcolm and Marie, it's like, well, that's a perfect argument. You know what I mean? Like, but sometimes if it's written right and it's captured right, it feels very familiar and you'll find yourself laughing at shit like, oh wow. Like you wouldn't even expect to because you, you under the guise of, yo, this is a drama and I'm ready for some dramatic type of thing. And Oh man, I'm laughing. I'm gonna laugh four or five times in this one scene, just based off of something that is just regular. Like it, you wouldn't expect it. It was unexpectedly funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I dig that, man. So that's what I've been doing. That doing, you know, some other things too. But you know, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, man. That that stuff, man. That you know, the beats and all that stuff is very technical, and you know, the the very experienced producers are more like mathematical engineers as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, just drummers or, you know what I'm saying, guitar players, you know. It's a, it's a lot of technical shit that go on with it, just being 
having made beats before and fucking with new equipment. That shit always come with, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? New terminologies, new, new, you know what I'm saying? New mathematical equations and, and you start to see music as math when you start yeah. actually having to put it together with the equipment, you know what I mean? If you're like just a producer that's that's just telling somebody what to do, like, hey, I need this, da, 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 give me this, give me that, then that's different. That's just your creative mind. But once you're right. actually physically doing it, uh-huh. you know, you got to, it's a lot of setup <laughs> before you even get to the the boom bap of it all. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole lot. It's like, it's like, you know, it reminds me of, it's just like, you know, you don't see the process oftentimes with a lot of things, right? So you're saying, yo, like I remember back in the days I used to want to be a a child psychologist mm-hmm. and you don't realize how long these people go to, to school for. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of schooling in that to, to go ahead and get your PhD. You're going to be there for a while. And it's a lot of tedious shit. Like, right. it's a lot of like, it's, you know, you're doing statistics and, you know, things that I always say in it like, okay, I always looked at, uh, what was the, what was the show? I think it was Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. Alan Thicke had like a little office in his crib. You know what I mean? Like, so he worked from the crib. This was before the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was working at the crib. He had his own little office at the spot. I thought that shit was so fire. Like, he had his own little space. Everybody knew you go there, that's him on his therapist thing. But when he come back out, he's family man. But I just mm-hmm. thought that was the flyest shit. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to be, you know, about to be on some therapist shit. I'm going to have a fly-ass house. And then, you know what I mean? I'm going to have a little wing where you come in and, and you know, I'm going to be sitting in my chair. They're going to be on the couch. They're going to be telling me all the shit. And I'm going to be listening. And I'm hitting them with feedback. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? That's just how you simplify. That's what you saw. I just saw I saw this lifestyle of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I remember going to um, college and one of my professors, I won't even say her name because I don't know if she want to be attached to this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so yeah. She was like, so how you like this thing? I was like, yeah, it's cool, but I still, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more than I expected. She's like, yeah, you're going to have to do this, this, and this just to get your PhD. And you know what that stands for? I was like, nah. She said, poorhouse doctor. I said, oh, shit. And this was like the 90s when everything was really cash money. Let's get this paper. You know what I mean? You know, pop shit. Like, this was when the bling era was really kicking off. Mm-hmm. And I was also kind of street teaming for for a few record labels that were about that type of life. And I was like, nah, I think I got to go somewhere that's a little bit more, more money-oriented. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I'd be, hey, the people will be all right without me. But uh, <laughs> I just say it just kind of reminds me of that type of thing. Just the, the the tedious nature of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to dedicate my life to to you know, and it ain't really no ROI on it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all of the people that have dedicated their lives, and they you know shout out to all the poorhouse doctors and the PhDs out there. You know what I mean? That's doing it for the people. I appreciate it. You all appreciate it. You should be celebrated, and don't <laughs> let uh if anybody's out there pursuing that. Don't let money uh, get in your way if that's really what you want. But there was a part of me that just, you know, I really wanted some money. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was what it was. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey man, but you know that's how that that's how they get you with lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how most people end up in in different occupations. You know what I mean? It's who you see living the lifestyle that you would like to live. You know what I mean? You might be mm. living one way, and you see, you know, the pharmacists at the at the Walgreens pull up. And they Lexus, you know what I mean? And they got their picture on the wall and they look like they run the joint. They hair done and you know what I'm saying? Fresh cut. You like, man, mm-hmm. shit, that's that's the life. You start looking into it and you realize they they make such and such coming out of get out of the gate. And it's like, man, shit, that's 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 about it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. and you know, that's 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 how a lot of people uh you know, wanted to be in advertising off a of boomerang. You know what I'm saying? That's where I first learned about advertising. Yeah, I think that's Mar- where I first learned too. Yeah. Mar- Marcus Graham. <laughs> yeah. Living living crazy. Living crazy. Yeah, yeah, that shit was that shit was nothing but lifestyle. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a fire situation. Yeah, man. So much of that. It's so much yeah. of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, man. I mean, but oh, go ahead, shit. man. Keep pushing, man, you know. You, oh yeah, now day, I'm at one point, you know what I'm saying, you'll be in there and that shit'll click together. I, you know, you know one thing before I move to the next shit. One thing yeah, about ahead. about producing that's mm-hmm. very important that nobody ever talks about. You know what I'm saying? The best producers are often very organized. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They know where they shit at, they know they they go through and they make sure each kick is how they want it. Then they label that bitch, put it where they need to put it. You know what I'm saying? Each snare, they got the right snares. They are labeled. They know where they at. Boom. You know what I'm saying? They know how to organize their samples and all that. You know what I mean? So when it comes time to doing the work, all of it's there. But they do all that that tedious work before. You know what I'm saying? Or as they're going, they set up. Shop and create a kit and create, you know what I'm saying, this is my 808 kit, this is my snare kit, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I never did that. So you always find yourself scrambling, like, okay, uh, you know what I mean? And you scramble, then you yeah. end up using the same shit over and over because you don't feel like going and doing that process of setting up the different sounds mm-hmm. the way you need them for a certain song. Right. Not only do they, not only are they organized, they are patient and they can discern the difference between kicks. Like, cause you know what I mean? Like when you go through the little library of kicks, and this is just the little garage band library, which is very <laughs> rooted. You know, that's like the basics, but mm-hmm. it'll be about 50 different drum kicks and I not you know they don't all sound way different from the last one, <laughs> but uh, you know like that's why you you would hear Con, you hear like uh, stories of Kanye being in the in the studio for three days working on one kick. Right. You like this guy's got to be rethink. What is he talking about? I mean, it pays off, but it's right. like there's a certain level of. Uh, you know, fanaticism or whatever, and uh, you know, obsession that's yeah. that's that's attached to it. I mean, it's obsession attached to anything that you like, you know, that you love, and that you know, obviously, that's the that's the cheat code is to hopefully make some money off of shit that you love, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah no so doubt. it'll no. make you it'll make you cycle through 
140 different snare drums. Right. Looking for that one perfect situation. Right. Mm. Right, right, right. Shit. Speaking of uh, doing shit you love, just hope it don't get your mama fired from a job and shit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Talk about your man over West Coast Styles or whatever his yeah. thing is. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the sneaker baron. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, see, this thing, the thing about that is, all right, so uh, why don't you introduce the story just for the people that don't know what we're talking about? Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Bloomberg, I think Bloomberg, was it Business Week or Bloomberg Week? Bloomberg, yeah. Yeah, Bloomberg did an article on a on a sneaker reseller. And, you know, <clears throat> and after they published the article, it came out that the sneaker reseller's mom is the general manager of North American operations at Nike. And so, and it also came out that he used her credit card to, you know what I'm saying, purchase some of these things. You know, basically, it impl- implicated her in his business. And she stepped down from her cushy job at Nike that she, she's been at Nike for quite some time, but she's been in that position for about nine months. Now, you know, in one of the articles, it also said that, you know, they had already, she had already um, let them know that that's what her son did, but they cleared her of any, uh, you know, wrongdoing or any uh, part of his business. So I guess something changed after this story came out. And the pressure came down. Maybe they swept it on the rug before, and now they're kind of embarrassed because, you know, this kid is out here making hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Basically, he was saying, what, $100,000 a month or some shit like that on sneakers? So, I think, he's, I think he made 600000 in one month. Oh, wow. In the month that the stimulus, the stimulus checks, first stimulus checks mm-hmm. came out, he said he made 600000 that month. Damn. So, Bananas. You know, so, you know, yeah. people are obviously going to be like, what? And then, you know, oh, he got the cheat code. His mama is, you know what I'm saying, giving him the products. He he He's skipping the line that the stores don't even have. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I guess that became a problem for at the office. Yeah, that's what was a little unclear to me. I guess to that point, yeah, because from the article, it sounds like it sounded like she cleared it all. She said, yo. This is what my son's doing. I'm just letting y'all know this is what it is. Full disclosure, blase skip. But I guess it reminds me of Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, when they pulled off the Latanza heist mm-hmm. and uh, it was like one of the biggest heists of all times and then everybody's coming back to the bar and De Niro was trying to tell everybody like, yo, y'all need to keep a low profile. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my man come through, him and his, his, he got his lady, got a mink. He got a whole, you know, brand new suit on. He take the mink, he snatched the mink off his man's lady. He's like, y'all thought I told you to keep a low profile. You about to fuck everything up. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, when you see the little photos, he's outside with at least 500 boxes of sneakers. And he's standing over them like his kilos <laughs> of you know, cocaine. You know what I mean? It might as well damn near be, you know what I'm saying? Might like well. the product. 600,000 yeah, like, in a month. Right, right. So he out here, you know, looking like Tony Montana. And there's already, you know, one, you could argue, okay, maybe there's some insider trading going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In the way of there's some intelligence that this cat is getting, knowing, you know, knowing the margins. Because a lot of his, his, a lot of his offense 
which is interesting about sneaker reselling that I seen once before, but this, this kind of reminded me of that. A lot of the sneaker resellers, they make a lot of their money from bricks. You know what they term as bricks, like sneakers that, that kind of flopped or they're not doing as well. And they're about to be discounted. And mm-hmm. so typically a reseller go cop all of those discounted shoes, you know, and they're like, you know, uh, inline shoes. They're not even like, they're not like the super exclusives. You know what I mean? They're not like uh, the super hyped collab, you know, collabs. They'll have some of that too because mm-hmm. that makes for good Instagram. But a lot of their stuff is made off of the, like, you know, like real, you could go to Foot Locker and if you went to Foot Locker, you'd have probably been able to get this shoe. It wasn't that hard to get. But unfortunately... You know, a lot of people, you know, foot traffic isn't what it used to be. And then compounded with the pandemic, people ain't going to these spots. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things are getting slashed. And he hears about that earlier than most people, probably due to the fact that his mom's plugged in. Right. Mm -hmm. So he goes and buys that stuff, takes it off the market. There's still a bit of a demand for it. So he say, yo, I don't even make I'm not looking to make 100 percent flip. Sometimes I make 10, 20 percent. But he buys so much of it that he's selling stuff that was discounted for back to retail, if not even more, because he's making things that were easy to get feel scarce. Mm-hmm. Damn near like the the, the hype joints. Mm-hmm. So there was that one part of it. But then, like I said, what kind of threw me was maybe it was too much heat in the office. Maybe it was a lot of embarrassment because your, mm-hmm. your son is wilding. You know what I mean? So I'm sure people got something to say because if you clearly said, yo, this is what I'm doing, this is what my son is doing, you know, it was if it was above board, it was above board, but probably behind the scenes it was it got a little hot or people felt a little type, certain type of way because I know, you know, Nike doesn't want to feel like, or Nike doesn't want to be exposed for playing dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, and then on comp, you know, add to that, you know, what I've been noticing is I seen, because I looked at his Instagram comments, I think he took his, his account private now, but like, you know, <laughs> he became he became the face of the sneakers app L. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, everybody that lost on sneakers app, now they got somebody to point to. It's like, it's because of that motherfucker. It's, that's the reason why I ain't get them sneakers, because this motherfucker's out mm-hmm. there hoarding. You know what I mean? He's the face of the bot. You know, a bot used to just be a bot. You know what I mean? But now, a bot got a face. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and at the end of the day, man, I'm sure, you know, Mom Dukes probably has some savings. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she'll probably be all right in a few months, probably slide back into the sneaker industry, maybe. But also, if if young man is is clearing 600k, hopefully he saves some bread too. You know, <laughs> but, uh, it was it's an interesting story, man. It's I always I'm always interested to see, you know, just that. Uh, the, the behind the scenes of that whole, you know, flipping and, and reselling and shit like that, you know, you know mm-hmm. especially and back to the back to the, you know, as you call it, the flip. But back to even with his thing, like when you read the story, it's way more in depth and way more, you know, involved than people would think. You right. know what I'm saying? You got to lay out a lot of money, but there's a lot of footwork that goes along with it and everything. It ain't sexy as it looks on the gram. Right. And I'm lastly, I think my man who wrote the Bloomberg article 
kind of like we threw him under the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like if you like, he threw that shit in at the last second. Like it was a, it was it was like the final jab. He was like, yo, unbeknownst to him, he kind of slipped up and played his hand, and he asked for it not to be connected to the story. But you know me, I'm a reporter, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to let motherfuckers know I'm reporting, and that's that's where it really went wrong. So the reporter reported what that threw him under the bus. So, because he's telling, the whole thing is like a profile on the kid. And it's just mm-hmm. talking about how he's ill and how he got, you know, he's got this, you know, he he uh, has an upper hand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he ha- he knows what shoes are not doing well. Basically, he has some information. Mm-hmm. And he kind of was real vague about it. He says, look, I'm out here in Oregon. This is where, you know, this is the best city in the, in the world to sell sneakers because you got Adidas and you got Nike, all the headquarters. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's a culture of people that work at these corporations. So the information's in the air. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, yo, he's like, I'm basically, I'm a guy that's connected on Wall Street. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The Wall Street of sneakers. I, 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 I hear things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he was being real vague. But what happened was, initially, he called the cat. I guess he was calling from a cell phone, and or he uh, accidentally may have called from his mom's cell phone. Nah. So when he called, his mother's name came up on the thing, which made the reporter get to reporting, you know what I mean? <laughs> or not even reporting, but researching. And he looked up the moms. And then when he was also like trying to... Uh, Proved the financials of West Coast, uh, I forget, West Coast Streetwear, I think the name of the company was, or is, his, he showed like a credit card statement. When he showed the credit card statement, it was in his mother's name. Mm. So he should have been a lot more careful, obviously. He was sloppy. Right. But he brought it to the cat's attention. He was like, yo, um... I see your mom's. I see when you called me. It came, you know, it came through with your mom's. And I seen when you sent me the credit card thing, your mom's name is on there. And then I looked it up and see your mom's is like a big wig at Nike. What's the deal? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, mom Dukes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she down with, you know, she fucked with the Nike or whatever. You know what I mean? But <laughs> let's not even talk about that. Let's, you know, real talk. Let's not even include this into the story. Cause that I'm over here actually moving. Yeah, they don't, you know, I mean, you know, it might, you know, who knows? I mean, we, you know, we live in the same household or whatever, whatever. But either way, either way, let's not include that in the story. And that was basically the last two paragraphs was him talking about, I was like, ah, he set him up for failure. So that's what happened, man. That's how he went down. Oh, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day. This is what happens in white privilege, the world of white privilege. Mm, He will get hired as a consultant all over the place, from retail Uh, to Wall Street, to come talk to these people about the economics of reselling sneakers. His mom will rebound, get a new job somewhere else. Uh, He will actually get investors. You know, I I predict that, uh, you know, some SPAC may come pick him up and have him on the board of directors for, you know, culture-driven businesses. So that's how that yeah, shit yeah. works. You know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> he gonna He'll be, be fine. Right. Yeah, he gonna be all right. He ain't even gonna shit, no tears. 
<laughs> nah. It was funny though. It was just it was just so funny. The internet was so excited to see that happen though. I mean somebody <laughs> yeah. that I mean the, the people who who lost out at on the sneakers app had had mm-hmm. to have somebody to motherfucking target. Yeah. Yeah. The face of the bot. Oh shit. <laughs> and you said, well, you know, it's so funny when you said uh well we'll get into that, but uh we'll get into it in a second. But when you said uh Speaking of uh, making big money moves and somebody mom's catching the L, <laughs> I thought you, I thought, I thought that was your snowfall transition. We're gonna mm. talk about that in a second too, especially <laughs> nosy reporters. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, into, all of that. that, that yeah. He is Franklin Saint of sneakers. <laughs> right, 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 man. Anyway, yeah, I mean, well, shit, we might as well talk about that actually. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? yes, sir. Uh, did you see the? I'm sure you saw the first two episodes I mean, of season four. Of well, I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I wouldn't. Yeah. I've been waiting, I've been mm-hmm. waiting, so I was glad they, they gave got, us two. Dog, I was so sick at first when um, I had been waiting all day, right, ready to watch it, and then uh, because I watch, I watch FX live on the app. But through Apple TV. Mm. So I, I 10 o'clock come, maybe 9.59, you know. So I like, let me fire up the old Apple TV <laughs> to get ready. <laughs> I go to the app. Here come Apple being Apple. It was like, unfortunately, uh, the streaming is down and uh, you have to go to AppleTV.com to see blah, blah, blah. Dog, I was sick. Because I'm like, then I go to AppleTV.com and ain't nothing going on. They, they gone. It's one of them situations. They can't really do nothing for you in the moment. You could just leave a little, you know, a little comment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you hate that when some Apple shit fuck up and then they, they say, yo, your computer shut down because of a problem. Would you like to report? And then you just, you know, you know nobody reading that shit. So it was one of them. Now it's like 10.03. I'm sick. But then I finally like rebooted it about three times, and then finally we came back. So I, I I jumped in about four minutes, four minutes late. I was sick, but uh, let's get into it. What you think? <laughs> well, it's exciting, you know, to say the least. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's first of all, let me just say, you know, it's the it's probably for me, you know, what I'm saying the realest thing on TV. You know what I mean? It, it it gets it gets it's good. The texture is good. You know what I'm saying. The the situations are good. Um, I, I I enjoy it. I enjoyed it from the beginning. So it's for it to come back, boom, happy, excited, fired up. You know what I'm saying. I had to wait to the next day because I watch effects on um, Hulu Live and Hulu. They only let you get one household on the live. You know what I'm saying. So, Damn. so you know what I'm saying? They got it at the house, so I don't have it here. So, <laughs> so they going live at the crib. They going uh, live at the crib. I'm on the day later program. Now, I could use one of my four, you know, change your locations. But, you know, I figure uh-huh. it's okay. i wait. You know what I'm saying? So I waited mm-hmm. till the next day and watched them both. Um, but let's get to it, as you say. Now. We <laughs> now, um, I, I I love how we come in into a tense 
neighborhood situation. You know what I'm saying? We in the middle of, of war and Franklin is on demand and he's coming with his with his, you know, with with his war wounds. Right. And, and um so setup is already good. Aunt Louie got her club, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucking uh Uncle Uncle Jerome got, you know what I'm saying, got a fresh curl. His curl right. is tight. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> the soundtrack Voice. is slamming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um first episode I felt was was perfect. Perfect setup, perfect, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, scenario. You know what I mean? Second episode, you know what I'm saying? Now we gotta deal with more of this additional story of the reporter. You know what right. I mean? I'm not interested <laughs> in her. New character, you know yeah, nosy. Yeah. yeah, new nosy character. Yeah. You know, it, it it throws me to the wire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, when you got right. the news reporters and the this and the, you know what I mean? You Sabatka. got all these. Right. Yeah. You got all these fucking stories you got to sift through. We already had, you know what I'm saying, Oso in them, you know, to get right. in the way. You know, had Reed's storyline with his baby mama. You know, okay, we could forgive him. We had Ivy. He was right. interesting because he's eccentric and he's a wild, wild boy. But this reporter, this is a new element that is like, ah. <laughs> so that's 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 the only thing that kind of threw me. But mm-hmm. I, I I know they're trying to you know give it more dimension, right? I guess. But. Yeah, they trying to fill it out a little bit. We're gonna see what that payoff is. I, 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 I forecast that she gonna get close, and either she's gonna get clipped, or it's gonna all fall apart at the end. And it's kind of gonna be like, and it might even be frustrating because it's gonna be like, damn, you didn't put all of this attention on this whole little, you know. Um, Research or you know what I mean This pursuit and it don't turn into anything Or it could blow the whole Thing up but I don't think it is I'm not sure if they I'm not sure if they have a, um, An end point or whatever I don't know if they came in the game you know some of these These shows say yo we only go on Five seasons so You know maybe this is the beginning Of the end you know what mm-hmm. I mean I will say this From what I saw from the two episodes One like you said in the beginning, Frank in his war wounds, Franklin pimping that cane a little bit. Like it, it <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was interesting at first. At first, I was like, "Damn, Frank got hit." You know what I mean? But it, it kind of it adds a little bit to his his mythology. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He he coming through. He's not letting the you know the he ain't letting them cripple his style. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still coming through. He got the uh, he got the little cane. It adds just a little bit of uh, gravity to what he's doing. You know what I mean? Because I think for a while, you know, he's such a good kid. You know what I mean? Kind of his whole, the story for a bit was like, good, smart kid, kind of, you know, you could kind of, if you want to be, if you kind of want to be reductive about it and not realize that Frank is super diabolical and ruthless, you can kind of say, hey, he's a smart kid. He kind of in over his head in this drug thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Somewhat of an innocent. Now he done been hit. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. You know what I mean? But, like, if you look at everything that's going on and all of the collateral damage around him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, even include himself, it adds to, you know, the weight of his right. position. You know what right. I'm saying? So I thought that was ill. I'm, yo, your man Scully? First of all, I think this, first of all, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about. Uh, first off, seeing Franklin and Leon kind of fall out a little bit, mm-hmm. that make me sad, man. You know, Leon is like, I, I said, he's like the Joe Pesci of Snowfall. You know what I'm saying? He's the hothead. He's ready to go. He, You know what I mean? He's going to act before he think more times than not. But he would hold Franklin down like that cane. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he was there for him. You know what I mean? But now, you know, Franklin got hit and he kind of was tucked away and, you know, he was out of reach and people had to survive. People had to set up their own situations and, you right. know, now Lee's in a spot to where, you know, he make good money. He in, he in the peas and he's serving and he's, he's like the king of this little domain. You know what I mean? And he's seen his old position as, you know, driving Franklin around. You know what I'm saying? He sees something a little bigger now, and he ain't never really had the vision of Franklin, so what Mm -hmm. he got is a lot better than what he thought he had, you know what I mean, in his own mind. But so that was a little disappointing to see that. Hopefully that turns into, hopefully they, they, you know, get back, you know what I'm saying, get back to being cool again, but who knows, maybe maybe Lee might get killed. Who knows? But... Mm -hmm. What I'm going to say, though, I think this season is really going to be more about Manboy and Scully. Like, mm. they right now are, like, poised to be some of your favorite villains. You know what I mean? Specifically I mean, Scully. Right. Specifically Scully. Like, I like Manboy, too, but, like, Manboy looked like he he doing too much. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, he's classic do too much. You know, he already trying to, he want to be the man. You know what I mean? He's a little impatient with how he move. And uh, I think he think he's further along than where he is. You right. know what I'm saying? So we're going to see kind of how that plays out. But I like Scully's whole... <laughs> this guy is this guy is legitimately crazy. Like, he's off. Right. Like, that whole intro where he's at the, at the funeral, and he, he seems like a random question. He's like, yo... How you think they got that man on that? How you think they keep him on that crucifix? <laughs> like I didn't see that. That was that was in motion. I didn't see that man was just that was a brainstorm session. That wasn't just a random brain dropping. Nah, he was putting some things together. He's about mm-hmm. to make a Home Depot run. You know what I mean? And so you see what that turned into. Right. Man. I, I fucks with Scully, man. You know what I mean? Man. From from the first yeah. time they introduced him. Because Scully had the best soundtrack <laughs> cause really cause they I, I forgot how to introduce them how they introduce them when they had to go see them cause they wanted to move into Inglewood and man boy sister was you know what I'm saying his baby mama and they went right. over there and he was playing the music real loud but he was playing a lot of the old like electro funk like you know what I'm saying like right LA shit from, no but it ain't even it's, it's actually New York music for real for real but okay. that type of music was big in Miami. That's like the the foundation beats of a uh, of a uh, bass. You know what I'm saying? All of those electro songs. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I forget what song they was using in the in when they first introduced them, but it was definitely like one of them joints 
Miami joints that they would play before rap really kicked off real hard. You know what I'm saying? So every time they show him, he's playing that type of music. So they've right. they've identified him as, you know, a fan of that kind of music. You know what I'm saying? So right. so I fuck with him because, you know, they keep him consistent. And mm-hmm. he's consistently crazy. That's, mm-hmm. for, you know what I'm saying, for another thing. And, you know, like they say, he just stay out the way. He mind his own business and do his own thing. And, shit, he just crazy. Right. Just leave him alone. Let him do him. Right. He's going to be crazy, independently crazy. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. And 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 that's one thing that about the dope game or the streets or whatever, you don't really get to choose the moral compass of your of your counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Of your right. of, of of the people who you're doing business with or that you have to do business against. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all kind of crazy shit that be there, and you have to still move forward and do business. And it's kind of like you know like. In politics and shit It's like you know You know sometimes you don't really Want to have to fuck with This particular uh, Candidate Cause he got some Some proclivities You know what I'm saying And But He your only option As far as how to think The other option is Is not good either So You know what I mean It's like it becomes The lesser of the two evils As they said in Snowfall And You know It's just wild like, you know, we was talking about that shit today. I, you know, yeah, I know Biden got his shit that, you know, I've spoke on it that I don't really fuck with. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then, do I want Trump in the motherfucking seat. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that, there you have it. That's the only two options. Mm-hmm. You know? Not this motherfucker, the president. Yeah. Yeah, lesser, what is it? Lesser of two devils. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Nah, but it, you know he's such a wild character. When they pulled up to the, they pulled up to the little uh, setup, and he put in. I guess he put in the sherm in his ear, mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> it was basically like, y'all don't feel that? Nah, I feel the vibes. There's some bullshit going on like that. I think it was like his spider senses was tingling. <laughs> yeah. He pulled he out the hand. He was ready to go. Yeah, he like he it's roaches in here. His <laughs> mm-hmm. roaches in here, yeah. His analogies are hilarious too. His analogies is mad funny. So yeah, man, I think he's gonna be, you know, he's definitely gonna be real. He's gonna be interesting. He's gonna be entertaining, man. I think that more so than even Man Boy. But this was one of the first times where I was kind of looking at Franklin sideways, man. And yeah, I mean, some it ain't, bad decisions being made. Yeah, there. yeah, it, and he's typically real thoughtful, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He he, it was some out of character bad decisions that mm-hmm. he put together. Which you know, I'm thinking, okay, is this where we going with it? Do I have to stop watching this shit now? Because you, you mean? know, because you know. No, I'm not. I mean, but you know how it is. Like when you get to like, say they doing, say it's a, a biopic, biopic, right, right. right. Oh, okay. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? It's like like American Gangster, and you know right. how the story ends. You know what I'm saying? You know right. he's gonna get right. caught. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. So when they start getting close, it's kind of like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need to see the fall. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you watch Scarface again, okay. When they, you know what I mean? Right. After a certain mm-hmm. point, you're like, you know, I could cut yeah. this off now. 
<laughs> right, right. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I, I got everything I need from the upstart energy, but the downfall, I don't need that energy in my life. That's toxic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want that. To, I don't, yeah, that energy is. Yeah, I don't need that. That's funny. Yeah, that energy is toxic. It's interesting. I think you know it's funny just based on uh, the previous seasons. I believe in him still. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's a good quarterback. It's like it's like watching Patrick Mahomes in his past Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like he's still a bad motherfucker. So I'm gonna watch it and he getting his ass whipped. But I'm a ah, he still can scramble well in that pocket. Like he's still evasive. He's still elusive. He's still one of these mm-hmm. people. Even though I'm I'm looking at the scoreboard and it's not in his favor. But you know what, man? He didn't. He's got so much credit in the bank. I'm thinking, I'm kind of chalking it up right now with, with Franklin. I'm looking at it like he's just a little rusty. He's been away from the game for a while. You know, he was recuperating or whatever. He's kind of had to lay low. He's kind of been out the mix for a bit. You know, he's you know he hasn't really had to get his hands dirty in a bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, he need a few more snaps. He's like a quarterback. He need a few more snaps. He might have he thrown a, he threw an interception. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he got sacked a little bit. You know, so hopefully he can lead this team down to the end zone, and I'm, I'm hoping he's gonna do it. But what I think there's a couple things that already, if I had to, you know, we get on our speculation, mm-hmm. a couple things that I'm paying attention to. One, I like the girl T, but I don't trust her. I don't trust her at, at all. Oh, why the nigga page <laughs> nah. her off his hip? I don't know. He bugging. He too. He he's he's too. He's off point. He's off point. You know what I'm First of all, he's hobbled. You know what I mean. So he's physically off point. Then and she sees it. She's like she's in the game. So everybody she's, she's like she. But she's like she's talking like a coach. She's like, oh your adrenaline done wore off, huh? She's like a corner mm-hmm. man. Your adrenaline wore off. Go ahead, take a little take a little nap. I know what that is. Yeah, you know I can't really be calling about Scully right after the whole situation because that's gonna kind of look a little funny. Like she's mm-hmm. so in tune. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got to be careful with her. That's yeah. one. Just wait, wait, then, before you move on for go ahead, next, go ahead. I mean, not if you're if you're listening, and you ain't watch it, then you might want to skip. Right? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I already did it. No more than no, what we know. did. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is, when he went to sleep, his pager was on his hip. Right. Woke up, the bitch was on the table. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I didn't peep that. I thought he put it on the nah, joint. Oh. Nah, nah. Oh, it was I got to watch it again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And she looked at yeah. it, and then he mm-hmm. went to sleep. They went to some other shit. And when, he, right. when, when they came back to him waking up, that shit was on the table. That shit wasn't on his hip. But then when he woke up, didn't she say, yo, your page has been going off? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That don't mean you take it off my hip. No, no, <laughs> no. True it did. True it did. No, <laughs> yeah, no, let no, that no, bitch no. go off. Right. Yeah, he didn't catch that. I didn't even catch that. I got to rewatch that. But, uh, yeah, and, and hopefully, I mean, we we kind of deep into it, but I, I would imagine most of the people that listen to the show know, because we already said last week, you know, <laughs> like, they kind of know what we do here. We do right. a lot of spoilers, and we don't, like, we're not super flagrant, but it's been damn near, it's actually been a full week. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? By the time, it's time for episode three. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, my other thing is, you know, we just speculating. 
one of the other speculations is I feel like one of the parents is going to get killed and I think it's going to be the father. Mm. And the only reason I'm saying that is a couple, it just, it felt like, you know, every, I feel like everything in TV is deliberate. And just so after that whole ambush failed, you know what I mean? And Franklin come back to the crib and he spazzed and he's trying to get his family to leave. He's like, yo, y'all need to go, go to a hotel. And they're like, nah, we ain't leaving. You got us in this bullshit. We ain't leaving, whatever, whatever. That's some foreshadowing. But then also, you know, Pops is in the world. The reporter mm-hmm. is on is on him. And the cop, the dirty cop is on him. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, and that's just, that's just from that episode. Obviously, I'm sure the people in the streets already know that's Franklin's father. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mel knows Franklin's father. You know what I'm saying? She might even have, you know, Especially now that Franklin ain't dead, she might still have a bit of an axe to grind. You know what I mean? Because uh, mm-hmm. Frank took her father out, and that could be eye for eye if we want to mm-hmm. want to go that way. So I just think that uh, one of the parents might be a casualty before the end of the, the end of the mm-hmm. season. You got any? You got any speculation? My speculation is that the new bodyguard is the um, is the feds. Oh, oh, lerp, lerp. Yeah, lurk, lurk, uh, lurking ass. Mm, <laughs> I, work I work for Franklin. I work for Franklin. Right, Megan. Right, really. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> 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 I remember. Yeah, I remember. Lee was like, "Boy, I'll, I'll slap your fat ass." <laughs> was that? T- yeah, yeah, Lee. Wow. But um, yeah. What else? I didn't uh, even think about that. Uh yeah, Lurk is lurking. Lee gonna get I mean, what's the young buck name? He gonna get himself killed. Is it Leon or Lee? Leon is Franklin is Franklin homie. Leon is Leon with the little fro that now. Yeah, he yeah, working yeah. I'm the, talking about yeah, the little yeah. young homie who who tried to plug them with the Mexicans. Oh, the kid that was in the back with them that t- yeah. took him to the to that little alley. Yeah, he he's making rookie mistakes. He might he might but I don't even think is this his first episode? Because I don't feel like nah, he's, he, he we was invested last, in him. Remember, in the other season, he was like trying to get down. He kept coming to um, Leon like, "Yo, uh, put me down." You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then he was he was the one who said, "I slap you, I slap the shit out of you, fat boy." You know what I'm saying? And oh, then, and, I thought that was Lee that said that. Nah, 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 nah. I mean, he might have said it in another scene, but in this particular scene, the young boy was trying to get on. And then Fat Boy was fucking with him. Then he was like, I slapped the shit out of you. They was like going back and forth. Fat Boy was out of breath. Oh, then, right, and right. And then Leon right. was like, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't let no punks in this shit. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to do right. this shit. And then, you know, he signed up. He signed up for the game. Right. Yeah, interesting. Now, what, you, what are your predictions with the whole Man Boy Scully situation? How do you think a lot of that's going to play out? You got any thoughts to that? Well, my thoughts is that, you know what I'm saying, they, they're going to let it run, you know what I mean? Um, it's, that's that's a, a very tense uh, aspect of the story. So I think that's going to play out over a few different episodes that, you know, that, that puts Franklin in danger, that puts Manboy in danger. Everybody's in danger right now, you know what I'm saying, right. his mama. So I think that'll play out for a while. Um Either way, both characters are pretty expendable. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I think Man Boy might have a little more 
um, a little more cachet in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think I think the story of Man Boy going out and taking over after Franklin goes to jail might be right. you know what I'm saying, or might be the catalyst of Franklin going to jail. Uh, right. or, or getting killed or whatever at some point in the story, I think right. Mad Boy is the the arch nemesis that always appears. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because he want what Franklin got. Right. He wants to be the man. Whereas Scully's a little content with whatever he's doing. Man mm-hmm. Boy is aspirational. Man Boy trying to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, man, it's, it's a, I'm ready. I, I'm I'm so happy to see it back, man. I I might even go back to watching some of those early seasons just to because I've I've been forgetting a lot of that type of stuff. Like you know, some of these people that were in the last season, I didn't. I totally forgot about where Scully came in and the other cat you just talked about. So I might have to do a little refresher. But it's a hell mm-hmm. of a show, man. So shout out, shout out to. Uh, John Not Singleton. Snowfall. Yeah, rest in peace, John <laughs> Singleton, man. Damn. Yeah. Walter Mosley, I think, is involved. Walter well. Mosley. Dub C. Dub C. Dialect coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a hell of a it's a hell of a production. One of my favorite shows, definitely. Um let's ask you something. Did you see the D'Angelo versus? Did you watch that? I did not. Oh, okay. I um I had no real interest in watching it. Damn. Yo, okay, talk to no, me. No, 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 for that. real. I mean, not 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 that I don't like D'Angelo. No, I actually like D'Angelo. But it was like it wasn't clear. It was like D'Angelo and Friends. It sounded more right. like a concert than a versus. You right. know what I'm saying? You know, it, 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 I wasn't interested in the pitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that might have turned a lot of people off because the numbers were surprisingly low. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not surprisingly. I mean, D'Angelo is uh, like D'Angelo's kind of got that Sade mystique. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he's real infrequent with his releases. You know what I mean? He's celebrated, but he'll go away for a long time type shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to your point, that whole end friends thing was real ambiguous. It was kind of out of the blue, you know what I mean? Like, um, it was it was different from yeah, because versus is definitely you know it's, it's almost like a boxing match. Mm-hmm. You want to know the match, you know right. what I mean, to know what's what. So it's just like yeah, Tyson versus his homies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, all right, what was that mean? Was it gonna be sparring? And then turns out, I don't know if you knew, but it turns out we were the friends. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he was just, it was just him kind (laughs) of playing joints. DJ Scratch was on the side. DJ Scratch killed it on the warm up. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's what it was. We was the friends? Yeah, that was the reveal. It was like, you guys are the friends. And it's a a one man versus. And I mean, it was a couple drop ins. Meth and Red came in for. Uh, two records mm-hmm. and then her came in to do Lauren Hill's part on Nothing Even Matters mm-hmm. and um, I forget my man Harold Keon I think his name is my man Keon Harold Keon Harold he kicked it off mm-hmm. he kicked it off with D'Angelo in the beginning and yeah. uh, other than that it was so damn you, you ain't even see it you know who oh, Keon man. Harold is 
Yeah, it's the guy from the phone situation. Yeah, the son who, who the, what, the lady was trying to, what the mm-hmm. lady was trying to take his son's phone or whatever. Which yeah. is a damn shame because he's like a celebrated jazz musician, and right. now that's that's his blurb. You know who well, Keon? You know get the cat from the uh, whole hey, phone debacle. Hey man, he got a billboard in Times Square. You know about saying? getting him his phone, and, him, and, him and his son. It's not about his phone, but the notoriety from that shit got him on a billboard. It's what's probably the, why the he's contact? on the verses. You know what I'm saying? What was the context? What was the context? I don't remember. I just saw that he had a billboard in Times Square on his you Facebook. I didn't read the caption, but I was like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. dope." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's moving. Oh. I think it was a Spotify. Yeah. No, it was a Spotify list. I think he did a playlist okay. with his son. His son, him and his son curated a playlist or something like that. Got it, got it. Yeah. That's called. The falsely accused playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shit. Um, I did what I say, watch it. So you didn't see it, but uh what I okay, my my so takeaway from the situation, my takeaway from the situation, I watched it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, you know what I mean? Because I'm a, I'm a D'Angelo fan, right? So I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a weird thing. It made me say, I want to read an autobiography of mm-hmm. D'Angelo. I would like if D'Angelo at some point puts pen to paper or works with, you know, David Ritz or somebody like to kind of get his story together because I feel like there's so much shit that we don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like so, <clears throat> so he came out, and um, at the beginning of it, you know, he was singing initially. Like the first song, I forget what song it was. He opened up with it. I don't know if it was a new joint, but he was singing like with his own voice. You know, he's got a very specific voice. You know, he could do the falsetto, but he's got like that real, like kind of like I don't say muddle, like a, it's like a meow kind of mm-hmm. you know what I mean you know D'Angelo's voice it's, it's, it's singular it's his own thing but it, it's a groove so he's singing you know what I mean he come out he got a, a um big ass hat on with like a stocking cap under the hat like mm-hmm. an old school your grandmother's stocking stocking cap you know what I mean wrapped up over the hat he got like a big ass like look like a fur you know what I'm saying like a big fur coat Mm-hmm. On and he got like a, I think like a leather vest or something underneath the fur coat. So and then there's he's behind the uh, piano, and he nice. He you know he's a, he's a beast on the piano or whatever. And he's he's his whole thing. He comes out. He's smoking a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? He's when he's singing, you could you tell he smoked cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? But he's singing and shit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And scratch is there. You know, scratch warmed it up. He set the whole mood. And, you know, because the last verses with Keisha Cole and Ashanti, the DJ beforehand was kind of all over the place. So, it's like, Scratch put on a, a DJ clinic. You know, Scratch mm-hmm. get in his bag. Yeah, scratch is Scratch. You know exactly. And he's like, he gonna let you know. You know what I'm saying? Like most DJs. You know what I mean? When a DJ get a platform, they gonna let you know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm that motherfucker. So, he doing, he was doing some fly shit. Doing tricks, all types of wild shit. So, he had the whole, she had the, the vibe. Because, you know, Versus is... Oftentimes, fairly runs fairly late. This was kind of on the less later side, and it's mm-hmm. probably because of the Apollo. You know what I mean? That's a that's a, a you know a union building. They probably real strict about things. So anyway, D'Angelo comes out. Scratch is still there on the tables on one side, and D'Angelo's over here behind the um, piano. You know what I mean? On the other side, sitting down. 
with his coat on, big hat, you know what I mean? Got a you know, cigarette in his hand and shit. And he's D'Angelo, you know what I'm saying? He's out of, out of the shadows, you know what I'm saying? And so the first song, he's singing and shit. And then, like, he look over at Scratch, and Scratch, like, played, you know, one of the records. Mm-hmm. I don't know what record he kicked it off with, but he plays a record. And it's not just the, it's not, you know, there's no real, no band or nothing like that. It's only, I think, two pianos. So the only musicality there is is Scratch on the tables and D'Angelo on the piano. And when Scratch is playing the records, these are the records with the vocals. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it turned into like, almost like, so D'Angelo's singing over his own vocals like a SoundCloud rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is D'Angelo. You know what but I'm that's, saying? This that's what Apollo. usually happens on verses, but it's usually I guess, very I guess short. And point. then, you know what I'm saying? Then the next person will play their record. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why, like, you know, it didn't feel like uh, the, the, the uh, same kind point. of format. You know what I mean? It's that's like, a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Because there was there is that. But also what also happens in verses is, you know, there's little anecdotes between the records. Right. You know, when I wrote this record, we was doing this. We was in the studio. Da, 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 da. This was inspired by that. Oh, man. I remember in this session, da, 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 da. I was so upset about this. <laughs> Context. You know what I'm saying? Smoking on Pookie Loke. <laughs> right. All of that. Right. Exactly. Nigga, I put them in the ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> All of that shit. Like, yeah, some color. Some color commentary. Nah, it wasn't a lot of that with D'Angelo. D'Angelo would come out. And he'll like he'll sing a little bit. He might step from behind the um, step from behind the piano. It reminded me of the Alicia Keys John Legend joint, but which mm-hmm. is John Legend. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. With John Legend to get up because I'm saying that's only because it's only one person, right? You know what I'm saying? That's I'm not saying it like to say anybody's a proxy for anybody. I'm just saying it's just one guy. And John Legend was like he would go to his seat by the piano, start a little bit, and then come out. Sing a little bit, but then go back and sit down. You know what I mean? This is what D'Angelo was doing. And, you know, he had his coat on for a long time. And, you know, like, D'Angelo's a, a fucking a sex symbol on a certain mm-hmm. level. He makes this type of music. And, you know, obviously the, the untitled video put him in a different situation, put him in a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, yo, I really want to know, I really would like to read an autobiography because... You've seen in interviews, and, you know, I remember Quest Love had said something about it when he was on tour with him. But, you know, like, there was a time when, like, you know, because when he first came in the game, he came in the game behind the piano. Brown Sugar, he was behind the piano. It was about the music. It was about the, the voice and about the songs and, you know, the piano playing and all of that, the artistry. Mm-hmm. Then when he, you know, when he got in shape and all of that and he did the untitled video, you know, it became about flesh, Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Became about, yo, you know, women at the at the shows, take it off. You know, that type of <laughs> shit became a distraction. Yeah, nigga became Magic Mike ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? So then he was like, it was kind of fucking with him. And then, you know, you know, now that, you know, that if he gained weight, now that becomes a thing, whatever, whatever. And it was like, it seemed like he was kind of reluctant to take off the coat. You know what I'm saying? Because he ain't <laughs> D'Angelo from back in them days. You know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so it was like, it was just like, there was like a little bit of, um, a little bit of somberness going on with it. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was happy to be there. You know what I'm saying? 
But like you could kind of feel like you know, like you could kind of feel like he's somebody that don't really he's a recluse on a certain level. You know right. what I'm saying? He was very appreciative that you know, the people came out. He was very happy to see Red and Meth. You know what I'm saying? Happy they showed up and did their thing or whatever. Gave them pound. He was really happy to see her. You know what I'm saying? Seems like he's a big fan, whatever, whatever. Like he was very appreciated and, and grateful. But he was like kind of like still kind of behind the scenes on stage at the same hmm. time. Like he was, he was, he was threading that needle. So it was a it was an interesting. It's just an interesting moment. And obviously, most people that are there are D'Angelo fans. The music is still the music. It's, it's fantastic, even if he's singing over the vocals. It felt like, to me, it felt kind of like a club walkthrough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You at the club. They like, oh, shit, we got my nigga D'Angelo in the motherfucking VIP. He in the VIP. He in his section. The DJ pass him the Wyatt mic, and he <laughs> might sing. You know what I mean? He might sing a little bit over the joint. You know what I mean? But it's two records, and he's like, all right, y'all take it easy. It kind of felt like that, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, so it was what it was, man. I'm, you know, I'm happy that it happened, you know. But uh, that was just that was my review. I, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it was, you know, it was what it was. It was it was cool to see. I think he wanted them. He wanted those artists where it's like it's just good to get eyes on them. You know what I'm saying? Some of them artists, you like, yo, they've been away, so I hope everything all right type shit. And uh, so it was good to see them like that. Uh, I was going to say one more thing uh, regarding that. But, eh, I forgot. It could have come to me probably next week or whatever. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I just, I just, oh. oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, last thing real quick. So the next, supposedly the next versus is, uh, Ghost versus Raekwon. That's the next one? But Yeah, that's supposedly the next one. I don't, it hasn't been confirmed, confirmed, but there's like the little snippet of the uh, interview, I think, with Swiss and Timbo talking. You know how they do their little recap at the end of each versus, and mm-hmm. they're talking about what's happening next. Right. And it looks like it might be Ghost versus Ray. So that that's That would be good. You know what I'm saying? That would be good. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be cool. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting, yeah. I, you know. I think Ghost going, you know, they both dope, you know what I'm saying? And they both, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's yeah, going to be interesting because, you know, yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. But guys, I, still, we about I still just wish it was, you know what I'm saying, they was in their own space and it was wild how yeah. it used to be. But, you know, yeah. you got to grow and move on. So, you know what I mean? I just, I just hope that they keep the DNA of the event, of the program, you know what I'm saying? True to, you know, what it is. You know, I, I know you got to grow and you could do specials. Like, if they said this was a versus special, you know what I'm saying, or something like that, or something D'Angelo and Friends brought to you by versus, then, right. you know, I would have, you know, gave them a pass. But don't try to pass a concert off as a versus. Unless yeah. you unless you yeah. got a battle, you know what I'm saying? You got the two artists doing their thing back to back. Right, right, because it's not what you say it is. So you might as well just be upfront about what what to expect. And I guess that's a good point because it feels like a lot of people were kind of, you know, to your to your point, like a lot of people were like, I guess, turned off or like, like uh, unclear of what to expect. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I thought just the fact that they had D'Angelo was enough to watch it. Right. And <clears throat> in Friends just sounded weird and funny, but I don't you know who knew what to expect. But I was like, wow, D'Angelo at the Apollo. This should be interesting at the very least. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the the most interesting thing to me was that Timberland and Swiss Beats were in the same room for the first time since they started this. Oh yeah, yeah. Swiss posted a picture of him and Timbo together, and he was like, "This is our yeah. first time together since we started this during the pandemic." Wow, they committed to the verses more than anybody else. Right. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? They of course they committed to it. They did it. Just so I, I feel like. They should be commended on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and then we got our little nitpick things. And then every every verses has its own. I think that's part of the culture of verses is 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 that, you know, people nitpick all the little things. You know what I'm saying? But for us to even be sitting here saying that there is a culture of verses is an incredible yeah. feat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good to, you know, and I don't even want it to come across as, because I don't want it to, I don't want to come across as ungrateful. Cause I do appreciate. I watch damn near every like. I've watched almost every last one of them, for better or worse. Some of them I've enjoyed more than others. I'm absolutely grateful for the fact that it's there, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have your critiques like any other show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like ah, they killed that or that was whatever, whatever. Nah, I'm not. I'm, but I'm still happy that it's in existence. Right. That the platform is there because I think it's. It's still. I mean, shit. It's about to be a year in pandemic. That shit held mm-hmm. us down. Right. You know, I I always take my hat off to that shit. Word up. Oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> man. What, it is. what you feeling, man? Feeling like a transform? Uh, well, you know. we well, you got uh, anything else? You know, we closed out. You no, know, I just want to acknowledge that I closed out Black History Month in a strong yeah. fashion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Met a few legends in the, in the, in, in the last week of, of oh, February. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, met you know what I mean. Ambassador Andrew Young met him. Oh uh, wow! Yesterday, I guess that was March, but you know, uh-huh. it's whatever. Met uh, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms in the mayor's office uh, the other day. It was Friday. We're shooting this project, so we got all these different names around Atlanta, and uh, mm-hmm. so you know, you know, but Keisha was exciting for me because she's from FAMU, and right. She's from FAMU Journalism School as well. Right. And um, so shout out to Falana for she she actually made it happen because it almost didn't happen. But, you know, what I'm saying she came in and, and, and made things happen. But oh, that's what's up. there was a, a point in time after we shot where we were talking about FAMU. It was me, her, Will Packer. And then um, she was basically. You know, asking what year, you know what I'm saying, all that type of stuff. And then when I told her I was from J School, she, you know, Dr. Hawkins, which I talked about on this whole thing on the pod. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, I was like, you know, I'm from the Dr. Hawkins era. She's like, ah, oh, and I told, you know, I told my little Muhammad Holiday story in the very condensed version. And, um, mm. you know what I'm saying? And, and it was like, it was a moment, you know what I'm saying? And then my man, John Walder, he was shooting behind the scenes. He actually caught the moment. So that was dope. You know what I mean? To where you know you could tell that story to somebody who understands, but that's a historical figure at this point. Right. So that was right, cool. Right. That was cool. That was a great. Oh, ba- is she from his era too, or no? Yeah, she's from. She's probably a couple years B 
before me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Maybe two, three years before me. So, yeah, she was definitely from that era. Oh, all right. Bet. So, everybody, y'all were all like, is Will from that? Oh, he's not J School. Nah, he's not J School, but he he was on the radio station, so he operated within that space. Okay. So, y'all all kind of offspring of that cat. Y'all from yeah, the exactly. tree. Exactly. That's dope. That's real dope. Yeah, man. How was, uh, how was Andrew Young? Cool, man. He was just laid back, you know. He about 90 years old, man. He's cool yeah. as a 90 year old could be. He's still out and moving. <laughs> Had a fresh right, ass right. sprinter, you know what I'm saying? Came okay. in, laid down his lines and shit, you know what I mean? But it's just the fact that, like, he's like the last of the whole, you know, the civil rights yeah. guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, and right, he's still here. Right. Like, you know, it's always a trip when you meet somebody that got a, a main street named after them, you know what I'm saying? In the yeah, city that shit, you I don't in. Know. Yeah. Damn, you know what I'm I don't saying? know if I've ever met anybody. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. That's a hell of a. It's always funny when you meet somebody that got a main street name. That the, yeah. I don't think I've ever. Now, if I think I'd have to think real hard, but damn. Who but else have you met that's got a street name out though? My wife, granddaddy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's hard. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, that's yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 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 That's it. But it's like. You know, especially like in the city like Atlanta, it's like black right. administration, so they got like the black figures on their streets on you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It ain't right, just right. MLK. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? right. You got yeah. Abernathy and you know what I mean? All the all the you know what I mean? Hosea. <laughs> right. Yeah. So big dogs. Yeah. The OGs. The OGs. OGs. That's crazy mm-hmm. to see. It's history. It's history. Walking around, still in the that's so crazy to think, like, you know, it feels so far away, but mm-hmm. it's it's still it's still there. The lifeline is still living. You know what I mean? Like as far as we've come, it ain't been that far. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that you know, which is which is interesting. It puts things into uh perspective when you think about change, you mm-hmm. know? Cause um, you know, sometimes when we think not to say we think we had it rough, but some of the stuff that we've had to contend with, uh, you know, you talk to somebody like Andrew Young, they've seen a whole different side of this country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, wow, that's crazy. He's still out there representing, getting it in. So, yeah, man, that's 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 got to be great. That's got to be really cool. Yeah, so that was a great way to, to end Black History Month. I also, you know, met yeah. some new cats that's creating new history, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Ryan Wilson from The Gathering Spot, um, you know, we shot 2 Chains. you know, we shot Luda. Uh, okay. It's a, it was a lot going on. We, we Actually, John Ossoff, we shot we shot John Ossoff. So okay. He was cool. He reminded me, you know what I'm saying, not that, not in character because I don't know him at all, you know what I mean, uh-huh. but just, just how he moved. Remember Carcetti from The Wire? Yeah. Yeah, he's like okay. he like like a Carcetti, you know what I'm saying? Except for I guess more more wholesome than Carcetti. <laughs> but but you know when you ain't got when you don't have many political references from the culture. Right, you know what right. I'm you gotta go with the one you got. <laughs> right, 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 right. You old Carcetti ass. And then, you yeah. know what I'm the guy that was rolling them, it was a black guy rolling them around. Like right, like right. on the wire, it was a black guy rolling Carcetti around. I was like, look at Carcetti. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm so disappointed in the fact that I didn't realize, prior to you told me, 
that little finger was Carcetti. I was like, yo, this cat yeah. looks so familiar. Who is this? Oh, shit, that's Carcetti. Yeah, man. Oh, Carcetti. HBO mm-hmm. good for that, boy. They get you, they get you back in the whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's fire, man. Salute, salute. Um, yeah, so that was it. I wanted to yeah. say that before we transformed about that. Closed yeah, out Black yeah. History Month strong. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, before we get out of here, I just wanna I wanna do a uh give a rest in peace shout out to uh Erica Watson, who was a uh really cool she was a comedian from Chicago who spent some time here in New York who uh you know I'd I'd worked with her. She was on the scene while, you know, like towards the beginning of when I was starting, you know, she did a bunch, she did my shows a couple of times. She, you know, we collabed a bit, you know, and um, she's just a good person, like a real good spirit. I noticed like when, you know, a lot of comedians pass, you know, it's often like, oh, they were super funny, whatever, whatever. And obviously that's the name of the game. You want to be funny and all of that. But like, I think a a, a good testament to how good a person is sometimes, especially in the in the world of comedy, is when you got a an idea of who they were off stage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Her personality. She was great on stage, you know what I mean? But like her personality off stage was fully formed too. And she was just real good people, real great energy, real strong point of view. You know what I'm saying? Like real warm, real like mm-hmm. um like uh, she was enterprise. Like she's just good people. Always, you know, it's always good to see her. Always good to chop it up with her. Just one of those, one of those people that's gonna be sorely missed from the from the comedy community. And I got the news that she had passed. Uh, I think the day before yesterday, mm. or yeah, and it was it was it came as a shock. I was like, damn. So mm. you know, I just want to salute her. You know, quick moment of silence for Erica Watson. Word up. Word up. Yeah, so uh, All right, yeah, we we out of here, you know. Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy, to get in the conversation. We gone. Peace. Sim.